When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by the two Dans, German Dan, Nigerian Dan, gentlemen. Very, very enjoyable evening tonight, man. Like, um, I'm still buzzing after that win. Something yeah, man. Light, bro. Something light, man. Nothing heavy, man, you know. Just... Yeah, listen, like, it was, it's very rare that, you know, this game was kind of being built up as like this top four clash. And I'm thinking, well, we're, only, we're only like 16 games through the season, but, you know, these with how tight the table is, like from, you know, say fourth to even ninth or tenth, you know, these these victories, you got to beat your ops, man. you got to beat your ops. And in in today's game, West Ham, are, West Ham are the ops. They're a very good team. And they showed today they're a very, very solid team. Like, but I just, man, today it just felt like we were head and shoulders above them. Like we, we were, you know, in, for my money, that's our best performance this season by quite a while, quite quite a way, and one of the best performances um, under under Arteta as well, actually. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that as well today, man. And I think it's, it's, it's sort of a run of home games where we have played really well, um, I think, especially in parts. Um, but I was quite worried about this game. Um, you've seen the way... Declan Rice and playing Antonio, even though he's not scoring, he's been putting himself about, um, causing some chaos. And then some of their, you know, inside forwards and, and uh, number tens that they have have been uh, in decent form as well. You know, Bowen, he he, he cooked Chelsea the other day. Um, so I thought it was it was a big potential banana skin, um, but we came through it, man. Came through it in uh, with flying colours as well. Yeah, definitely. Like you know, we spoke about this game. 
beforehand. Obviously, we came back off of a, a good win against Southampton on the weekend, but we were still a little bit unsure, you know. Um, I think myself personally, I was always quite confident because I feel like our home form this season is very much turning into that... Um, it's looking a lot like the... Uh, do you remember Wenger's last season where we won mm. like every single home game and away from home couldn't win for fucking Toffee? And, you know, we... It seems to be a quite night and day at the moment between our home and away performances. And, you know, um, I'm sure it's something we'll touch on um, throughout this podcast. But, um, yeah, man, like, I just... It, it was billed as this, you know, re really, you know, tough game and it was going to... Um, you know, West Ham had obviously got some big scalps. They've beaten Liverpool this season. They've beaten um, Chelsea this season. They, have they beaten someone else? I think that I think just Liverpool and Chelsea, right? They beat Man City in the cup. They beat Man City um, in the cup, yeah. Yeah, and, they, and they, I think they beat United. They beat United. I think they lost the to United. Yeah, but I think they beat United in the cup. Mm. But they lost United in the league anyway. They lost to him, yeah. Okay, I thought maybe yeah. it was a draw. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they lost to him anyway. Um, but they yeah, them Giants um, players though, so you know. Right. Exactly. And you know, even. Um, you know, we beat them at the Emirates last season, but it was like a really tough game. We just about won by like the skin of our teeth, um, like in Ketia scoring late. Um, and then obviously we know that game. At, um, <laughs> we know we know the game at uh, the West Ham Stadium last year, which was such an entertaining game. But um, let's start with the lineup, lads, because, um, you know, a few talking points really and truly, because... Um, you know, I think we in the uh, the Patreon pod and um, last week's pod as well, we, we spoke about how, you know, Xhaka, um, you know, Xhaka just coming back from this quite a long layoff, played two games in, what, five days? You know, maybe today was the game to rest him. Um, but no, he played the full 90. Did he actually, did he play the full 90? I'm pretty yep. sure he did. Yep. Um, he played the full 90. Um, were you guys surprised to... To see Xhaka on the, on the team sheet, or is that, is that Arteta, Arteta is very much that, that he's very much Arteta's boy, right? Yeah, I, I was I was quite surprised to be honest, because um, obviously he's, he he had that MCL injury, um, I believe, out for about three months, and he's basically played three games in a week, um, which is pretty unheard of. Um, I think Arteta's got a little bit of previous with this because I remember when Martinelli came back from his knee injury. I think he started like the first three games straight away, um, and I, I don't know if Shaka's uh, performance was affected by it today. But I think he he was slightly loose. Um, if there was someone that I was going to point out as not particularly having the best of games, it might have been Shaka. Um, but I think overall he he came through it okay. You know, I don't think they caused us too many issues, and I don't think you know if he he did get caught on the ball um, a couple of times, but I don't think his performance really um cost us anything today so you know I, I quite like having a stable lineup um I think um it, it drives for a competitive um environment where people aren't getting dropped straight away they're getting the ability to sort of play through mistakes um play their way into form um and then when that rotation does eventually happen or people come off the bench they know that they have to show out um to to, to sort of uh, elevate themselves in the manager's thinking. So, you know, I don't mind um, uh, keeping a consistent lineup, especially when we're playing, you know, sort of one game a week. And then obviously going into this Christmas period, we're going to be needing a lot more of that squad though, because um, we're basically playing two games, I think, right away up until 
um, at the second week of January or something, you know, um, two mm. games a week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, just, just to start with this game, you know, um, I felt like the start was really nervy from both sides. It was like really cagey. Um, I don't know if you guys felt this, uh, Dan. I know, uh, German Dan. I know you were in the stadium watching this game, but it felt really cagey. Like uh, both teams didn't really want to commit. I think we saw what West Ham's game plan was. It was, you know, I was really disappointed with West Ham today. Actually, I, I was expecting a much harder task. Um, you know, and a, and a, you know, just just a lot more from them than we actually got. I mean, listen, I'm not complaining. Um, but you know, from from what I'd from what I've seen of West Ham this year, I really did expect a much tougher task than they presented, and I I thought they were really poor. They they looked like one of the poorest sides we played this season, actually. But I know a lot of that has to be down to the way we played. But um, German Dan, like, did you did you feel like the first? Um, did it feel like to you the same same way it felt to me? Like you know, the first twenty minutes just seemed like really cagey, and then something clicked for us. I think it was like after um the for now shot for West Ham that just went like past the post, um because before then nothing much had really been created like t- too much. I don't think. Um, what clicked for you? You know, yeah. in midway through that first half to really set us on our way. Do you think? I think the first thing, yeah, the first 15 minutes were very cagey, definitely. I think um, I was on Discord talking to Babs and he was saying, what was your verdict after the first 15 minutes? I was like, they're both feeling each other out. Um, both are very, very tight. West Ham are very tight in between the lines. Um, also, as soon as someone would get the ball in and around the final third, they'd try to be on their first touch. So they were, were quite aggressive in the in the early stages, but I think we were good at passing the ball around in one and one or two touches. So I think we started okay. And I said, listen, let's see, let's see if we can find some vulnerability in what and 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 their sort of setup. And I think <laughs> and I think after um after about 15 minutes we did. Um Saka started started putting on some moves on Masuaku and he was he was abusing that boy. He was abusing that boy, man. Listen, Saka listen, needs to be arrested was, for tonight. He needs to, he actually he was, needs to be arrested because he was dragging this the assault man around. he committed on Masuaku. Grown ass man. Boy. Grown ass man, you know. He has Masuaku has a family, you know. He has a family. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, man. Masuaku, bruv. My the young the young cooked. boy was dragging him around, man. He was dragging him around. And I think that opened up a lot of space. So and and, and the thing is we didn't even have to put more people on, on Saka's side, they did. So mm. they had to start yeah, they would have three v one at most points, yeah. you know. Start people to that side, which opened up more space for Martinelli to make runs, and all of a sudden the game was stretched, more stretched, and then Lacazette had more space. Lacazette started getting onto the ball and then started passing it through to some of the people running off him, and um, even had some shots himself. Lacazette was dropping shoulders. I couldn't believe what that what I was seeing. <laughs> Like as I was dropping shoulders, dog. <laughs> Boy, you, you might be fighting for that contract, but who knows? <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get through to like individual performances and stuff like that. But, you know, Lacazette was another one who just had like such a, a, a really, really good game. But um, I felt like we really took control of the game from, from around like 20 minutes on, I think. And, you know, I think we were unlucky to end the half with you know, at nil-nil. I thought we were really good for that last 20 minutes or so. We really penned them back. West Ham couldn't get out, you know. I think there's one thing about West Ham that I noticed um, uh, last year at the um, in the away game is they're not a very good possession-based team. You mm. know, Rice and Suchek don't want the ball. 
um, especially under pressure. And I felt like today we did such a great job, you know, pressing them off the ball, you know, blindside, nicking it, forcing them into to play in the areas they didn't want to play into. Every time their defenders got the ball, they looked up, they couldn't see a man, they had to go long. They were mm. kicking it out of play. They couldn't get their forwards involved, you know. And, and you know, I think there was just the times where West Ham kind of, I think there was a period in the first half where West Ham kind of spun it back on us for a couple minutes where they where yeah, they had the ascendancy. Yes. Mm. And I think that was because Xhaka and Partey dropped off a bit. Um, right, and they right, didn't right, right. put the same amount of pressure on... Uh, uh, on on Suchek and Rice, they managed to get give them a foothold in the game. But luckily, we were we were able to like reverse the trend, and um, yeah, man, like yeah, I was just so impressed with the way we pressed off the ball today. It looked it looked well coordinated. Odegaard was leading it. I thought Lacazette ran his bloody you know heart out. You know, no. uh, God, God, I don't know how he survived that long into the game. I think what, what did he come he off tired, after? Though. Boy. He, he he was, but he survived basically the whole game, right? He came off yeah. with what two two couple minutes to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't he, know. He, he did stop running. Around. Second, second, end of second he, he, half. I was, was going to say running. he started he started chilling for a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he had to because he, he, he did play well though. He did play well. I think I think Lewis, that's a it's a really good point that you made on them us pressing him to be honest because I think we we sort of didn't let. Rice get into the game at all um, from a ball playing perspective. Um, I know that people got opinions about his ball playing, but I think this season he's definitely gone up a level and he's really what makes um, West Ham tick. But we basically cut off all supply to him, um, I thought, and really just pammed, um, what's his name, the, the two centre-backs. Um, oh, Lacazette, was, yeah, Lacazette was on Diop's neck, um, yeah. I think, and Craig Dawson, he's not really got the same... On the ball quality so um when we pressed him i think we had um quite a bit of joy as well so you know i thought i thought it was a really really good pressing performance and the thing that i was sort of trying to look out for in this match was that you know after we scored um whether or not we kept up that pressing intensity and today i think that we really did um you know whereas in other games we've we sort of dropped back and and sort of tried to sit back sit in and not really press and not really try and play out I think today it was like a big difference in, you know, after we got that goal, it looked more likely that we were going to get, you know, two and three um, and four. So um, I, I was quite impressed with that. Let, let, let's let's talk about the goal because in, in the first half, even though, um, I mean, we had a few chances in the first half, didn't we? Yeah, um, a couple block chances and we had a couple of nice moves in the box, a couple of like penalties. Yeah. Was Martelly second half? There was another one second half, I think, actually. No, um, the Martelly one was at the end of the first half, wasn't it? The left-footed one. Where, where yeah. it, the rebound. Yeah. See, I, I think... To, to Lacazette. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, we did T have a lot of chances Tini, 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 Tini as well, very close. Oh, um, great strike. Wow. Yeah, quite there great was a few man. Yeah. Mm. And, and uh, the, like the Tini one came off of the back of another chance, didn't it? What, what was... Yes. Um, uh, Gabriel as well from the corner. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was a lot of chances. I think the teeny, one, the teeny one was after that run from Saka inside and then uh, he passed it to Xhaka and it got blocked. Blocked, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blocked. I thought Xhaka could have done a bit better there. He didn't, yeah. didn't really hit it with any real conviction, I think. He just uh, yeah. allowed the defender to get across. But yeah, man, how, how refreshing is it that we can talk about an Arsenal team that making a shitload of chances? 
you know, and this is what we need, man. This is what I was saying when we were focusing on one or two incidents a game. That's mm. when we know the team is not playing enough and well enough. Mm. But tonight they're playing well. I mean, that's the incidents that we're forgetting because we had so many. And yeah. that's what it should be like. Yeah. So 100%. 100%. So obviously, second half, we've, you know, the first half has gone. We're a bit frustrated that we're nil nil. But I think we all came in the group chat at half time. I was like, well, that was that was pretty good, actually. You know, I'm, I'll, mm. I'll take that. You know, we, we, we dominated practically the whole of the half, you know, but my, minus like a, a, the scare from for now shot that w- that just went past the post. We felt kind of like aggrieved that, you know, potentially maybe we could have even had a penalty. I don't know what you guys feel about that. You know, we had two penalty shouts. For me, I, I thought the like, second one on Lacazette. For me, that's a uh, penalty, on, um, Saka, sorry. Was it Lacazette? Yeah, Lacazette, Lacazette the one on Lacazette. Lacazette. It's a penalty for me. I can't yeah. lie. I thought it was as well. Yeah, thing he's is, I, I, shooting the ball, doesn't he? No, he doesn't touch the ball. He doesn't touch the ball as, at all. Yeah, but and he stopped I think, Lacazette I think they've not given it because the ball is far away from Lacazette. Okay. But to me, you can't take man out in the box and like, you know, not even get the ball, you know. Um, yeah, that's why I wasn't even, done. we'll get to the lack of penalty miss. But I wasn't even like, well, fuck it. We should have got one in the first half, in my opinion, anyway. So mm. all that karma bullshit, I wasn't really trying to hear it because... You know, maybe yeah. We, tell we, us them to hold that, man. Yeah, hold that, bro. Hold, 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 hold on to that, brother. Piss, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's um. Obviously, we started the second half in in great fashion. Literally, as we finished the first, we started the second, and I I was so happy that we did that. You know, because sometimes I think um I was watching on uh um and it, was it on Sky Sports today. BT, BT. Was it on BT? My, me, like a jackass, was watching on N- NBC. Something. Oh I didn't even see it on BT, so I was watching on NBC or something. NBC, bro. And the commentators, you know, were, t- were talking about, like, Arsenal's second half form is, like, the 15th best in the league and um, West Ham's is, like, the fourth or something like that. And I was thinking, oh, it's true. We're not really a second half team, you know. Um, we, we, we struggled to score goals in the second half under Arteta, but man, it was re- just refreshing to see, you know, us really just um, hit the ground running at the start of that second half. Obviously, um, um, the, the, it was a it was a lovely goal, lovely, lovely goal. You know, Lacazette pivotal again, picks up the ball in space. I, I really didn't understand what West Ham's plan for Lacazette was today. You know, like he's not. I don't know why they were so scared to go with him. Do you know um, what the thing was? Do you know what the thing was? And I think before the game, we said, Udegaard, or I said before the game, and I think you agreed as well, um, Udegaard was key in the game for me before, because I thought the midfield battle is going to be, um, they're going to be against each other. They're going to have personal battles here, you know? It's going to be Xhaka against Suchek. It's going to be um, Partey against Vice or vice versa, you know? These men are going to, they're going to battle out for dominance. And, the result of that is going to leave space for the players vacating behind them, roaming around them. And I was saying, Udegaard's got to be the one that's going to be have. To, he's going to have to be into the. He's going to go have to go into these pockets of space. But he actually didn't. He stayed very far right out, mm. and he was sort of like he was an outball for Partey and Jaka quite a lot. So that, in that way, this actually worked this time where he was a recipient, but not century a lot. A lot, mm. but Jacques and Lacazette was the recipient century. So we had. We had West Ham basically doing doggies. Um, first of all, they're losing a lot of their physical battles with us. And then when the ball is with us, we can go to Udegaard, where it's a bit wide, but they don't really want to go there. Or we can go to Lacazette. So I feel like that 
through that way we we like you know we we got into space that they didn't want us to be in and then on top of that like um Saka was giving their fullback a lot a lot of trouble so I think we had so many ways of kind of um disturbing the flow and occupying them making it difficult for them bypassing them all the time basically yeah. when when you press them somebody you're not getting no drawing you're going back and the ball comes it's just a you, you're constantly doing the same thing, but you're not getting near the ball. And I think that's what was happening with them. And that's why Lacazette, um, Udegaard, they're very comfortable in getting the ball a lot of times from Partey. I think Partey was very good this game. Mm-hmm. He was fizzing the balls in fast. Um, I don't Some of the over-the-top balls he was playing, I was like, brother, leave that, man. Keep zipping it on the floor. Because <laughs> the way he plays him over the top, yeah, he has good technique, yeah. But sometimes he floats, he, them, he floats right? them. He floats yeah. them. It's not good. It needs to be, it needs to be a rocket. Uh, on the floor, it's a rocket, and he found Saka, he found Udegaard, he found Laka. He was like with great regularity, and that really helped us. And it reminded me of the game that we had against West Ham at their stadium, mm-hmm. where we were just popping the ball into the spaces and just destroying them because ultimately they couldn't deal with players being in those pockets. And yeah, they don't I, have I, the same quality on the ball to find their players in those pockets mm-hmm. as fast. So they mm-hmm. need the ball more. They need the ball to be game to be a bit more settled. Um, so I think, yeah, that uh, we're basically beaten by that. Yeah, and uh, and the first goal I think typifies what you said really because they didn't know what to do with Lacazette. They were really concerned about Martinelli coming in wide. We were using Saka a lot yeah. out there. Obviously, Odegaard and Saka, Odegaard and Lacazette were linking up so well. So when Lacazette is dropping off, I think you know they 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 were worried about you know him turning. The amount of times Lacazette got on the ball in the half turn today and was just running at him. You know, I've never seen anything like it. Lacazette looked like <laughs> Lacazette of, you know, five, six years ago. You know, it was it was re- really rolled back the years. Today, but I thought, but um, it was a lovely weighted pass into the path of Martinelli, you know. And I think that is something that Lacazette gives you as a striker is we can criticise the, the lack of athleticism. The, you know, the fact that he doesn't get in the box enough. Maybe he's not threatening enough with his movements and stuff like that. All of these things that we know Lacazette doesn't give us. But what he does give you is technical assurity. You know, players can make these runs knowing they're going to they're gonna receive the ball. Players can bounce off of Lacazette knowing they're going to receive the ball. And, and that's a real upside to playing someone like Lacazette up front. And, you know... The, the striker discussion is always quite like interesting, right? Like, what is the striker that suits Arsenal? But it is going to be a hybrid between, and it's easy to say that, a hybrid between Lacra and Oba, who are both really, really good strikers at their pomp, you know, um, to find that hybrid guy who can do the best of both worlds. And yeah, it was Lacazette, he just put it on a plate for Martinelli. Great run. And Dan, you, German Dan, you take it away, man. Like, how good was that finish? Finish was cold, man. Finish was cold. I think I was very happy um, that um, I think he scored before against West Ham. It was not the exact same, but it was from the sort of left and then into the bottom corner. So I'm very happy that he got his goal. Um, I think it's, it's been coming. Last game, he hit the post, I think. Um, and then he in the, in the first half, he was very close with the follow-up. Uh, yeah. And I thought, like, maybe he should have used his right foot and then... Yeah, I mean, it was good that he scored a goal, which was a nice move and not something scrappy. So you can really say, listen, this guy has quality because I think there's a lot of people that have been doubting his quality. So uh, I hope he keeps up, man. Uh, Nigeria, Dan, let's let's talk about Martinelli then because, you know, I I think the the post-game touchy-gooders WhatsApp conversation has been dominated by the... The, the whole Martinelli talk and you know it's it's an interesting debate because in my mind 
people had certainly written off Martinelli. And I was on the way to doing so. I'm not going to be one of these people who are like, ha ha, told you so, la da 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 da. I was on my way to doing so as well. You know, I'd seen Martinelli play in the Premier League. I wasn't that impressed. I've I've always said I don't want to see him out wide. I think he is a striker. But in recent weeks, I've seen us utilize him in a way where he can basically act as a striker. He's not a tra- mm. he's not a winger, right? He's not he's not he's not going to do what Saka does on the other side, is he? But the goal today and the positions that he did um, look really threatening in, I think that position can suit him. What do you think? Yeah, man. Um, I think I think uh, I've I've always been a big big Martinelli fan, right? Um, he's very. I think he's very, very sharp is the way I would describe him, right? Like when he gets on the ball, I think he moves his feet very, very quickly. Um, I think one of the first goals that he scored for us um, in the either Europa League or the League Cup, he, he done a, a, a mad shift and shoot and I was sat right behind the ball and it was a quality finish into the bottom corner. And for me, I've always thought, yeah, this guy this guy is, is, is a player, man. Because um, at 18 years old, you to come into the team and just start slapping like that. I said, yeah, this guy's got something special about him. Um, And I think, obviously, he had that knee injury. Last season, he only played like 500 minutes um, in the league or in total even, actually. Um, And I think people definitely dropped their stocks in this guy. Um, And for me, it was way way too hasty. Um, I think there was a couple of performances that I really liked from him last year. I think Newcastle being one of them where one where he was wide. Um, because I was definitely in your camp now. I much preferred his uh his games up top um under Emery to his games, you know, basically the majority of his games under Arteta, I think have been wide. Um and I wasn't really feeling him too tough. But I think from that Newcastle game, I think he showed us a little bit of what we're seeing right now. Um he got an assist for Aubameyang in that game um, last year. Uh, and I think what we're seeing now from this guy is him going up um, a level a bit more, right? So he's very secure on the ball now, I think. Um, you can play the ball into him. He's not losing it. He he, he, he is capable of a little bit of skill, but I'm not going to say he's like a one-on-one guy. But my main thing is that this guy is constantly, constantly, constantly on the move. Um He's constantly, you know, looking to make an angle, looking to, to to run into the space or looking to position himself so he can make a run off the, the last shoulder. Um, and I just think he, he's, he's someone who can play across across the front three. Um, in the League Cup this season, he played on the right wing. I think that was one of his better performances this year as well. Um, against Man United, he played on the right wing, um, got an assist from there, was very threatening. Um, can't remember who played left back for them, Tellez. Um, but I think he caused Tellez quite a few issues um, that day. Uh, and then now we've seen him play on the left from the past couple of games. And, you know, as, as you guys said, he's been very threatening um, in those games as well. So, you know, I think this this is now we're seeing him play in a couple different positions and show show good performances. So for me, the, the, the sky's the limit for this guy, man, honestly, like, I know people have been saying, oh, they, they're not sure whether or not he's going to be good enough, this, that, and the other, but I, I, I can't agree with that, man. When I see this guy play, I see a threat. Um, I don't know what type of player he's going to end up being. I've likened him to Vardy in the past. I think people have likened him in the comments to um, Alexis Sanchez and stuff. I'm not sure I see Alexis Sanchez in him, um, but I think this guy, is, is he can be some player, man, honestly. 
Some people have said Theo Walcott, but some yeah. people look at that. I, I think Theo Walcott has always been like that kind of like, you know, joke man kind of comparison. But when you look at Theo Walcott's contribution to Arsenal, the Premier League, to England, you know, that's a very good player. And Marcelli would do well to be as good as and have the influence as someone like a Theo Walcott, right? Yeah. Yeah, he definitely can, man. And I think in Theo's best seasons, he what twenty plus goals. Yeah. Um, for us, uh, in in a side that created lots of chances for him, to be fair, because he he did miss his fair few. Um, I think I think Martinelli's slightly better technically um, than Walker. I think he's less loose on the ball. You can pass. You can actually pass it to him, um, and he can be involved in in build up a bit more than Walcott. But I definitely see that sort of that out to in run. Um, and that finishing ability that Walcott has. So, you know, I don't think that's an unfair um, comparison um, at all, no. German, Dan, um, the, um, have you seen improvements from Martinelli over this period in the team, um, maybe compared to what we saw pre-injury or, you know, uh, yeah. maybe at points last season. Have you seen improvements? Because I think the uh, one of the, the debates in the group chat after the game was, you know, people, uh, I think Dr. Leroy said it and Leo said they, they said they haven't seen the improvements from Marcel. It's still the same player. Um, maybe the application's a little bit better. Uh, maybe we're getting them into better positions. Um Kind of still a little bit confused by what it's, their argument is, but it's, it's not okay. Uh, it's not the same player if there if there's a different application. There already is not the same player, in my opinion. I think we have definitely seen improvements, and I think for me, with um, a player like Martinelli, a player like Eddie, a player like Balogun, I'm very hesitant to say this man is a striker. This man is a winger. I keep it open because I've seen in the past a lot of times young players when they have a bit of a diverse sort of skill set and they have certain skills are very good, certain certain skills are maybe not as good right now. You don't know what way they're going to go. And I feel like as soon as you say this guy's a striker, definitely, you're just already, you're already kind of building like a um, an image that you want him to be, where he might not end up being that. And that's why Martinelli, I've, I've always been a fan of him, um, always knew what his strengths and also his weaknesses are. But I never said this guy is definitely a striker. I thought, yes, he has potential to be a striker. But when he started playing on the wing and people saying, I don't like that, I was always the one or one of the ones that said, listen, I don't mind him developing on the wing, getting minutes on the wing. It's important to get minutes. It's important to develop. It's important for him to play on the wing because you have to receive the ball differently. You have to be more secure. You get the ball more often. Your actions are different. You understand what the striker wants more. Even, you know, I think it's all part of a development curve. So for me, if it was always like, if he gets minutes, that's good. If he's not playing well, Maybe he needs to go on. Maybe he shouldn't be getting minutes. But don't just shoot on in into one or two positions. Um, I think you need to be more um, open-minded with it. And as we've seen now, we've seen it. If you see Martinelli on the wing in teams where we had Aubameyang and Pepe up top, and in the ten, Joe Willock probably or something like that. That's the team that's not keeping the ball well in the final third. And then generally, we weren't set up to keep the ball in the final third well and create chances on a good sort of a level. Today, we've seen him in a team that has Saka, who's very good at keeping, retaining, and sustaining possession. Um, same as Odegaard, who's getting better at it now. <laughs> um, we had Partey and Jaka, who have, I think, a decent relationship in midfield. And we had Lacazette, who, the ball sticks with him quite a lot. Um, so 
it's a better setup and a better environment for him to do what he can do when he plays on the wing. So you've seen him completely different. He was he was very measured in his game. I don't think he, he's doing crazy things on the ball on the art wide, but he keeps it under pressure. Um, he, he tries to play the safe options more, more often than not, but he does little skills here and then as well. I feel like he's brave enough to do these things as well. And um, I think he's got a quite good cross, left and right foot. Um, and like um, a couple of good chances stay right. Yes, yes, definitely. And this guy is 20 years old. And um, I think in four or five games, he's put numbers on the board. What you want from a player at this age is show glimpses of being able to um, give you a sustained sort of end product. He's not showing us glimpses. He's showing us, I can give you end product. Mm. And that's when I say, okay, maybe alone is not the right thing. Because I think if you have that sort of level already, then you need to be in the rotation. Mm. Um, so... Same for Saka and Yasa, who I think are another level above him, really. But these men, they're showing to have enough end product to contribute at this level. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to having more quality in there or, or better players currently, like someone like a Sterling. If you could get him, I would take him 100%. But I would not be sending these men on loan because I think they can develop Arsenal. There's enough minutes and there's enough positions where he could play. And um, I'm I'm happy he's um, he's doing well right now, and I definitely see an improvement to what we've seen initially on the wing when he was playing in a construct of with Pepe and Aubameyang and not getting the ball as much, maybe trying too much. Everything takes its time, I think, and um, I think he's starting to understand his position on the wing a bit better. He's played there. I mean, before he even joined Arsenal, he played on the wing, so that's that's the position he's played in the most rather than striker. So. I, I think, um, let's see where he ends up. Maybe he will end up being a striker, maybe he end up being a winger. And I think people need to apply the same sentiment. It's not going to happen this year, but when Balogun comes on the team and we'll probably be in Europe next year and he will play in the Europa League quite a lot, that guy will play on the wing and people should not maybe say, oh, no, he needs to play up top. No, I think it's, it's a good part of their development curve to play out there. And we've seen guys like Martial and Rashford, whatever you think of them, they have very good sort of goals to minute ratios for people that play out wide or sometimes up top. They have they have they have a good ratio and good contribution and putting good numbers on the board for Man United. Greenwood. Greenwood as well. And people are saying he's a striker. Are you sure he is? Because that's what people said about Rashford. Now they're sure he's not a striker. People said at first about Martial, they're sure he is a striker. Now they're not sure, you know. Just let's see where they end up. They're all, I think, dynamic wide forwards. And you can fit them in. You can make systems work where they can, you know, um, they can do a job. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I agree. I agree with you, man. I think Marcelli is like a really interesting case because with someone like Martinelli, it's hard to kind of forget about him because even if he's not like doing something great offensively, you 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 never not notice him in the team. He's always like busy, you know whether that be working hard defensively, making runs, trying to win the ball back. Like how many times did he win the ball back on the blind side stage? Just nicking it. You know, it's fantastic today in that regard. Really, it's a really great, good. he's so, he's so good at pressing. I thought, and, and the thing is when, when he's in the team with that and the, and it's, and the press is being directed well, like it was today, he's such a great weapon to have, you know, because he wins that ball back so fast, you know, and, and, and the, tr and the pace on the transition is something that Lacazette can't give you. Odegaard can't, Odegaard can't give you. But he really can, man. Him and Saka. Yeah, uh, listen, I'm I'm starting to get back on the Martinelli train, I think. I think I was a bit too hasty to come off of it. Um, 
you know. Uh, That's right. We eating good. We eating good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that cook's yeah, hand rub. Yeah, there we go, man. There we I go. Th- I thought he showed a great maturity today. I was a bit worried when um, they put Antonio right back and Marcelli was obviously on the yellow card and there was a few little niggly challenges there that I saw Marcelli put in. I was like, get this guy off. I was kind of happy that he went off with cramp because I was saying before that, I was like, get him off. Just bring on Tavares on. Just bring Tavares on and let's just see the game out because um, I saw Marcelli tracking back Antonio. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, man. This is, he's just like one, you don't want to get, uh, you know, a silly, another yellow for um you know tripping him up backs and or something like that antonio is difficult to deal with but um yeah anyway a great performance by by marcelli um we um we got a when was the penalty was that just shortly after i think we had a few chances before then didn't we i'm i'm, I'm trying to remember the 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 sequence of the game to be honest, it. yeah yeah it's um it's difficult, but I know we had a few opportunities thereafter after we scored, and then we we got the um then we got the penalty, bit of a contentious contentious one, and Lacazette actually missed a penalty. I was very surprised he missed because he doesn't miss, does he? Lacazette doesn't miss, but that's our third penalty missed this season. Apparently, oh, wow. it's the first time we've missed three penalties, the most we most penalties we've missed in a season since the very first. In, uh, season of the Premier League's inception, ninety two, ninety three. So, you know, like we bemoan, you know, not scoring enough goals, not creating enough, enough chances, la da da. But we've we've missed three penalties this season, man. Yeah. We've like, we've we've um we've missed three in a row, isn't it? Is it three in a row? Yeah, there's. But I think the the lack of that penalty was different to the Aubameyang, the two Aubameyang penalties that he missed. Aubameyang's penalties were. Half-hearted, not really into the corners. Mm. I felt like Lacazette, he, he was really trying to hit the corner, but it was a good save. Just so. a good save, yeah. It was a good save. It was a good save. And uh, potentially maybe could have been retaken. Uh, you know, I saw um, yeah, some encroachment. But I'm not too sure why it wasn't re- retaken. I ain't seen, I ain't seen any of the re- replays. I just watched the highlights quickly on YouTube yeah. um, on my way back. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that penalty is actually that contentious, to be honest. Um, I didn't think it was a penalty at all. Think really? No. I think I think in full in full time, uh, full speed, what, whatever. I, I thought Kufa got the ball, but in watching it again, I think he's gone over the ball and just took took Lacazette um, out. Man, um, I think that's a pen. Maybe I'll need to rewatch it again. But from yeah. from what I, I saw, it was he looked like he got the challenge. ball. Yeah, I think it was it was high. He got the ball and man. Yeah, he got mm. a bit both. Listen, I we thought need the to first one in the, in the in the in the. I thought the second shout in the first half was more of a pen than that one. That was that was definitely a penalty. Mm. That one. Um, mm. but, but yeah, after after obviously that happened, um, we missed a penalty and we're playing well. And you know, it's just a natural inclination as Arsenal fans to feel like, oh fuck, man, <laughs> like something bad is gonna happen, right? You know they're down to ten men. We just missed a penalty, and you're almost expecting like the the um the the you know the the game to swing. You know, um, but they West Ham didn't really do anything, did they? I think they had like one chance where maybe like Antonio burst down the wing or or whatever it was. Um, you know, um, I think before just before the penalty, I think Xhaka gave it. There was a mix up between Odegaard and Xhaka, where um. Was it Bowen got put through? Uh, I, I think it was him. Yeah, yeah, Bowen. And you know they 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 wasted it really. Um, and there was another one as oh no, the chance I'm talking about was where Antonio cut it back to Bowen and Bowen um, slammed it wide. Um, 
that was like one. Of, I can't remember exactly what happened with that. I feel like we gave it away, silly. Um, it was, but the, there was a bit um, of nerves creeping in. Right foot bowling in it. It, it, it was. It wasn't really. Cl- it was sight netting in there, but yeah, it was. It wasn't going in. It wasn't going in. But it was just a bit of a dangerous moment where, um, you know, I felt like we were kind of shitting ourselves a bit, you know, mm. uh, after the pen. Um, after the pen miss, but you know, we bought on, um, uh, we bought on Emil Smith Rowe, we bought on Eddie and Ketia, and you know, we were always I think uh, the Eddie uh, sub wasn't good, man. He, I don't think he, I didn't like his cameo, man. No, I think he was loose with the ball, mm. and I felt like he was losing jewels. I would have liked if we did, and I, I know his cameo against Everton was really good, really good, really good. Yeah, yeah, tonight, I just didn't think it was that good. Um, no. I just felt I, I, I mean, I don't begrudge Arteta for bringing him on. I thought he was the right sub, um, mm. because of what how he did play against Everton. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. hold that against him personally. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But I, I think it was right time in bringing on um, Emil for Odegaard. You know, I think it was just before the penalty that that happened. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good timing for that because I think Odegaard was. We can talk about Odegaard's performance actually because I thought he was really, really good, really, really good. Didn't get a goal today. Didn't get an assist. But this is the kind of general performance that I want to see from this guy going forward. You know, add this to the goals. We've got a player. You know, maybe he just likes West Ham. Maybe he just likes playing West Ham. I don't know. But had a space. Yeah. They gave him a lot of space to turn into some lovely little pops and one touch passes. And, you know, I thought he was, I thought he was really, really good without doing anything crazy. But this I is what I expect this level to be. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah. when when he's not like not, not playing like that, I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Oh yeah, but he was good. Mm. He was good. Yeah, it's getting getting back up to speed, man. Which is yeah, which is nice to see. It's yeah, nice it's, see. it's 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 important because um, you know, these these kids, these guys are still quite young. Yeah, even Odegaard, what is he? Twenty three. Twenty two still. Twenty two. They're young, right? So they're gonna go through peaks and troughs in there. Um throughout the season and maybe you know and, and who knows in a few weeks maybe it goes off the boil again you know and then maybe it's time for someone else to step up you know we we, we see it happen they're young they're young players and it's gonna happen so but yeah i just thought i thought he was really really good today and um when he you know i, when, I didn't see i didn't see him being taken off as like any kind of um you know, it wasn't like a punishment oh you're playing poorly i think he 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 again he led the press so well you know, um, I just thought I just felt like he he was he was pivotal to to the way we were pressing. You know, he was directing it. He um, he he started the press with really good intensity. Um, yeah, just I was really happy with his performance, man. Really happy, and hopefully he can keep this level up because if he does, we're going to be a good team. You know, because he's a good player, isn't he? He's a good player, so. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys want to add anything on to Erdogan. Yeah, but from what you said, like this is why, I, and I and I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm one of the Erdogan fans really in the group, but I'm harsh on him. I don't like I don't like pretending like he's played well when he hasn't. Um, so um, this was a good performance. I liked what he did to um, today. Um, as I said, he wasn't as centrally as much, but I think it was part of the game plan and it kind of worked. Dragon West Ham all over the shop. Um, and Lacazette coming into the pocket helped, and he found Lacazette at will. And he was, he was, he was, he was actually get, taking risks again with his passing, 
when he was playing way too safe. Yeah, we need players to play it safe. Jack and Naman can play it safe. Not you. Yeah. You need to do something. So for me, it was um, it was good to see. But I, I, I need more. I need more. You feel me? But um, yeah, it was good. It was a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we eventually did get the second in the end, which you know I don't think anyone could begrudge us. I think we we thoroughly deserved to get at least. We should have had four, man. I can't yeah, lie. I mean, we should have had a lot of goals, right? I mean, we're talking about chances that we were even forgetting. You know, we had so many. I think our XG was about three today. You know, yeah. which, um, which is one of the highest that I've seen this season for us. Um, uh, lovely goal. Just a lovely, lovely goal, man. Um, My boy, thought, left foot or right foot, it don't matter. <laughs> six, was it six six in the league this season? Yeah, we cooking, boy. boy. <laughs> cooking. Boy, I don't want to talk too man. much because, you know... So hey. they were trying to cap on my on my boy earlier today, but <laughs> listen, he came back. Hey Lewis, who's who's your boy? Who's your boy? Listen, my boy, more more goals than Bruno this year. Lewis, you can't you can't be claiming uh ESR as your boy. Why not? You can't be doing that because you are not? not you were not team ESR. We were two more goals than Ke- more, more, more goals than Kevin De Bruyne, bro. More goals than <laughs> Phil Foden. When we start, when, more goals than James Madison. When, when, more goals than Mason Graham. When, when, when are we starting these agendas, lads? When are we starting these agendas? Because I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. The Croydon De Bruyne. Boy, hey, the one, the okay. one that always gets. I'm oh, sorry. The one that always gets me is the the Havertz one, though, because you might know. Obviously, I like Havertz. Listen. but boy, Havertz got six goal, goals in 41 games. In his prime career. And ESI got six and sixteen just this season, bro. Crazy. We can't compare though. We can't compare, bro. Yeah, look, we can't compare them. And fam, I'm, t- I'm that that goal is actually sick. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's I, prob- I, I it's thought he took the good, wrong like. decision. I really did thought he made the wrong decision. Like it's it, it just looked bare easy as well. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like in the in the ground, you're just like, oh my god, he shot, and yeah, he just completely rooted the keeper, like. No, like it was, it was just so calm for him, so light. So, yeah, that's my guy, man. It's honestly, I just put, I put a tweet out. Yeah, when your your young players scoring, honestly, it's the best feeling. It's mm. it's the best feeling ever, man. It's like my sons have just back today. You get what I'm saying? Quality. Yeah, and you know, I did, I did again. I didn't, I didn't think he was great when he came off the bench. Um, you know, I felt like the game had kind of. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think he kind of struggled to get into the game a bit. But one thing Emil Smith-Rowe always does is he offers you a goal-scoring outlet, man. You know, you know Emil Smith-Rowe is about the goals. You know, if he's in and around that... If he, if you get him the ball on the edge of the area, there's a very good chance that he's getting a shot off and he's scoring. Because he's a very good finisher. He's got an eye for the goal. You know, he sniffs out opportunities. We've, I think we've got a player with real big goal-scoring potential on our hands. You know, We're not even halfway through the season and he's got six goals. Um, he's pulling the trigger as well, man, because he had a shot as well um, from the edge of the box that was mm. a little bit tame. Um, I think he had another one that was blocked as well. So that's like, yeah. you know, three shots um, yeah. when he's you know, like 20 minutes or something like that. So, you know, I like it. And he, and it, he, he looks like he's a very composed finisher as well. Like he picks a, picks a corner... Um, and he can hit the corner as well. So, yeah, man, I'm liking this. He the aim now because obviously we said you know seven to eight goals um, start of the season. Aim now, he's got to be aiming for ten, ten That's minimum. Four, four minimum. more goals from now to the end of the season. Not gonna lie, yeah, ten to fifteen. Twelve, twelve, twelve in the league. He should aim for. Mm. I, I mean, that would be an amazing return, wouldn't it? 
You know, I don't mm. think any of us would have expected that. Not 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 in your first full season as as um a Premier League right. player. First full season, I'm I told you we're cooking, man. There's some yeah. people I'm ready to dunk on as well, man. Call them Emil mid mid row. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, them guys, man. Come they on, don't man. know I'm ball, ready man. For you. I'm ready for you. They don't know ball. They don't know ball. But yeah, it was it was a lovely um move to to cap Are off. You a great win. Me? <laughs> Damn. Damn man, they've been talking too spicy on our on, on our on our kids' names, man. Talking. Way they they spicy, always man. talk spicy on our kids' names. Yeah, yeah. they weren't having Bukayo Saka before. Um, nice. Some of them still talk bad on Bukayo, but mm. you know, Bukayo today, as good as Lacazette was, as good as. Martinelli was as good as Erdegaard was. The best player on the pitch by country mile was Bukayo Saka. Incredible performance. You know, I thought he was so good. Like, yeah, I just... He put Masuaku in a blender. You know, like, it was it was one of the biggest cookings I've seen at the Emirates. You know, he was, he was outrageous. He just went past him at will... He was so technically secure. Always made the right decision, you know, and under pressure as well. They were, but they were fucking triple teaming him out there. You know, they were so scared of him. <laughs> they were triple teaming. Oh, they did to they did to my boy Kaiyosaka what the Detroit Pistons did to Michael Jordan, bro. <laughs> you know, when he's on the ball, they try kicking, they try hurt him, but you know, he was still putting pulling off the moves, going past people. I think what people are starting to um or what people are failing to realize is that Saka is getting double marked a lot in the Premier League. He's getting, every game. It's not the same as other youngsters who are getting, you know, getting their goals and assists and you know having a good time. Saka is basically getting double marked every game, man. Um, and when you when you don't do it, you usually can yeah, you know, you concede from that side. Right. They're getting double marked, triple teamed, um, and they they kick they're kicking him a lot as well, man. But and and the reason what's it um what's that song? Alexa play Shook Ones, yeah, by Mob Deep, yeah. Everyone there, they're running scared of this guy, bruv. Like this guy scared to you, look from <laughs> yearbook. <laughs> fam, they're they're actually Fuck they're running book. scared, bruv. Like I'm telling you, if if it, and I, I put out the tweet, yeah, people wanted to banter it, yeah. But I'm telling you, Saka 1v1 versus a left back. The left back is losing. Like he's not one of them like Mares guys where he's gonna, you know, embarrass them and whatnot. Yeah, but he's gonna get his cross in. He's gonna find a teammate, or um, he's gonna get a shot off. And that's what I mean when I say one v one is cash money. This guy, you can give this guy isolation with a left back, and the left back is not winning. He's not winning that battle. So, boy oh boy, this this kid is is some player, man. He's actually some player, like. It's, it's 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 a madness. It's a madness what we have, for me. No, I I hundred percent agree with you, man. And yeah, man, it's just it's it's it's, it's so nice to, to to talk about these players. And you know, these guys are young again. What's Bukayo? Twenty? Twenty? It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. We've and got they need they need to give him the super max soon, bro. Because I think he got two years left in the summer, man. They need to. Oh boy, this is the thing, right? Because. You look at right. someone like Man City, who no doubt will be sniffing around. I think. I think it just goes without saying. Um, I, I really think Saka's that good, and I'm sure Pep would be looking at him like he's quite moldable. I don't know if Pep will look at it, you know stay, how long he will stay at Man City, but um, you know you've got Mares 
getting on a little bit. Sterling potentially maybe leaving. I think Saka is good enough to play for Man City. I really do. Um, yeah, he's put put the team on his back tonight, man. He was he was he was brilliant. Um, and he, and you know what? He's been on good form as well, hasn't he? Bukayo, he's, he's he's slowly building up some ahead of steam. Um, I was happy he got the assist in the, in the end for Emil. Um, get get those numbers up, you know, because we it's need them. Yeah, it's important to warrant your good performances. Uh, not warrant. It's important to um, you know, accentuate your good performances with numbers on the ball, assists, goals. You need to leave with something, man. Because yeah, we remember these performances, but when the season wraps up and people that haven't watched your game, they just look at your numbers. You know, that's why we we need we need we need to be, we need to be, we need to see that displayed. And I'm glad he left an assist. Um. He was unlucky with that um that chance that he had where it was like slightly deflected. Otherwise, he would have scored. Oh yeah, game. yeah. Another again, another big chance. That was that Martinelli that set him up for that one. I think. I think it was Martinelli. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two, um, two, two, two goals, four assists in seventeen this season in the league. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So I need more goals though. I need more goals. Yeah. Yeah. I need more goals. But hopefully they come, man. Hopefully they come. I said the other day. I want to. I want to clarify something, right? I want to clarify something because I, I got a bit well, carried away. Ass, I, I yeah, exactly. You better. I said, I said ass, that Saka will never score ten goals. I I didn't literally mean he will never score ten goals in the Premier League season. I just don't believe in him as a goal scorer. And there's nothing wrong mm. with that. There's mm. nothing wrong with not being a goal scorer. Not everyone can be a goal scorer. Yeah. Mm. I just don't think he's gonna be a consistent goal scorer. I don't. I don't feel like he. Um. I don't think he has that to his game yet. He could develop it. I could be really wrong. I'm I'm always wrong about Saka. I've been wrong from the start about Saka. So um I hope I am wrong. But uh yeah, like because think... even today I, I I would like when he gets in the box, you know, and he's got past a couple guys, I want I want him to try and get out a shot or you know, like it's not it's not really a criticism per se. It's just um I want him to be a bit more threatening towards the goal. And I think that's how he'll get his numbers up, just by a couple more shots. I think when he um in the first half, uh beginning of the first half, he he I, he, he had like a shot really on, uh, really early on but that he skied, that's but yeah, yeah. I I want him to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's yeah, got a good yeah. left foot. Mm-hmm. He can strike the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you know I want you know him to take more shots. Do you know do you know what I think we why why I see um goal scoring potential then is because I've I've seen him do a lot of runs. Um I think it was the second half of the season. Um and Party was playing quite well actually. I seen makes I've seen Saka make numerous runs. Um he can shoot on left off left or right foot. And I feel like the way we play the way we use the right wing at the moment, Saka is isolated by himself a lot. So the the, the main requirement for him is sustain possession, make sure the team comes up the pitch with you. Then link with teammates and try create chances. That's literally the way he's playing right now. And in some instances, yeah, I'm gonna shift and shoot. But a lot of times, that's what like sort of his primary um, objective is. If he if he was playing with like and I like Tommy Asin, I think he's been really good. Um, but there's gonna be an evol- um, there's gonna be um, an evolution into the team where we will, we'll have a right back that be able to go on the outside of Saka. Saka coming inside more, making more runs in behind. The right back actually feeding Saka with, with some of these passes in the final third and not from deep like Tamiya. Tamias has given Saka the ball from deep and Saka's manufacturing things out of nothing mm. right now. Yeah. Mm. Saka can pick up easier goals or easy goals 
once the team is better offensively and once we have maybe a right back or we, we play a certain way that he's just in the penalty box a bit more. And right now, he's not the one that is in the penalty box. He's the one that brings the ball into the penalty box. That's the job for it in this, in this team for him right now. And I feel like there's potential for him to score because I think he's he's pretty, I wouldn't say both footed, but his, his, his weak foot is strong and um, he's got a powerful shot. And uh, I, I can see he's so smart. I think there's 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 ways of where at some point once he once he once he hits that gear, I think he's gonna come. So mm. um, let's see when it is. But right now he's the role that he has is I'm the guy that is bringing bringing the ball into the penalty box through the way I play mm. um, and making sure it stays in the final third as well. It's a big part of why it stays in the final third. Yeah, I think I think um, with Saka. Um, I don't think it's anything to do with um, his shooting technique or um, his ability to strike um, strike a ball. Um, for me, it just comes down to composure. Um, personally, like if you look at if you look at the positions that he gets into um, and some of the goals that he scored previously, I think the majority of them um, have been sort of cutbacks to him, um, uh, and that's you know that's the, the best chance that he got uh, today. Um, where you don't really need to think about to think about the finish too much, um, and then the other ones where he does miss some of these clear ones, I think is when you have a little bit more time. Um, and I think as a young player, um, that's why it sort of takes you a little bit of time for those numbers to come because you're not necessarily used to being in those situations. And it's, I think there's an element of composure that's needed where you know that you can pick a spot. Um, and and slot it there, which is why I think you know sort of Smith Rowe um, looks quite impressive with the way that he's he's finishing some of these chances. Because um, I think I think that's probably why Saka, you know, I would never have picked him to be fifth penalty taker for England um, because because of that composure element. Um, and if you think about it, you know, the, the the same things that you need to score a one on one is very similar to scoring a penalty. And for me. Um, I think once he, you know, sort of relaxes in front of goal, um, I think the goals, the goals will come because, as Dan said, he's made, he makes a lot of runs. There was a lot of runs that he made today, not just when Partey was on the ball, but when Ben White was on the ball as well. Um, I think he was very eager to to get in behind um, the opposition, and so, you know, um, I think once once those balls start coming and he gets those one on one chances, a, a few more of them, and he starts to relax in front of goal, I think those I think those goals are, are going to come, man. Um, just want to quickly move on to Arteta. Um, you know, <laughs> he really needed a win here, right? Because we all know what would have happened if we didn't win or if we didn't score, we lost or whatever. It would have all been about the day before, you know, it would have all been about if the team didn't perform well today, it would have all been about, you know, Aubameyang. And, you know, I find it quite interesting that our record when Aubameyang is dropped for disciplinary issues, is like 100%. <laughs> and, we, and we actually, ha- like some of our be- best performances actually come when Aub- Aubameyang gets dropped. Um, I'm not saying there's anything to that. I'm sure it's just coincidence. But um, what um, what did you make of Arteta's uh, performance today as a coach? Because I think tactically, um, he nailed it. And I think there were some very distinct um, markers of like a well-coached team tonight. 
um, which we don't really give Arteta credit for, um, mainly because we don't normally look that well coached in both er in both um, parts of the field, like uh, offensive and defensively. But I felt like today we looked really well coached. Um, the players knew exactly what they were doing. We exploited their weaknesses very well. And defensively, they didn't cause us any issues. We dealt with everything very, very well. So, listen, I want to I want to tip my hat to Arteta. I thought, you know, I still don't think you're the right guy for the job. But, man, we can't we can't keep this guy down, man. He's 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 plugging away every time we think we've, you know, every time we think we we've we've got him. He finds a way to bounce back. The players seem to be playing for him. Um, and we're fourth. Fourth. Are we going to stay there? <laughs> I don't know. Are going to stay there? No, I think, I think you know, today was a very good performance, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I like I like it when my team wins, man. Um, and, 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 yeah, fair. You want to give um, credit to Arteta. I think that's, I think that's calm. Um, I was going to ask a question as well, like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm leave you to do that, Lou. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> right. I'll give him credit for it. I don't mind giving him credit. I've just, I felt like we were really well coached today, and um, yeah, just yeah, credit to him, man. Because yeah, I think I think we because you know West Ham they're very dangerous on the counter. Um, I think we nullified them. We won our battles. Um, Gabriel today. had had Antonio up again. And then Antonio tried to go on Ben White's side and Ben yeah, White didn't like give him anything well. either, you know, which was nice. That was nice. Because <laughs> there was a few there was a few that I was seeing, you know, long balls and that. And I was like, oh, Ben, Ben, Benny Blanco, you got this one, yeah? And then he was yeah. just, yeah, he was just coming, stepping through. Um, Bro, and, yeah, I, sorry, and, sorry to interrupt. I was on the Discord, yeah? And there was one when, um, I think it was on the left-hand side, Antonio got it. And them were, obviously, them were starving, didn't it? So they were like, go on, eat him. Get, get him, get him. <laughs> I hate, oh, because I hate pop. But all, all of these, I'm like, what the hell? And I'm obviously, my, my stream was, not what my, my stream, my BT was a bit behind. I'm seeing the situation, bro. Antonio didn't go anywhere, Anywhere, man. nowhere, bro. For nothing. Nowhere. Antonio didn't have a sniff today. Didn't have a sniff. Gabriel munched him. He tried to move over to what he thought would be the weaker one in Benny. Benny ate him up as well, bruv. Easy work, man. Yeah, no, so I like I yeah, like that. And, I, and, 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 and they even moved him right back, bruv. They moved him right back. <laughs> <laughs> what did Martinelli try to fist him up as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, so I think I think it was a it was it was a big performance today. And it's um it was really important, I think, to win them duels because that's where West Ham have you as well, man. I think Rice and Suchek, they like to battle and then they transition. Um quite a bit. So, Lewis, I think you are right um, to credit the manager because we definitely... I, I, I In the stadium, I didn't feel threatened, like, even at 1-0. I know, like, they had a few chances here and there, but I didn't think that they carried much threat at all um, today. So My thing was the set pieces. I got scared every time they got a set piece, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it felt like one of those games they could sucker punch you with, like, you know, they did that in the first half. They got, like, a bit of a obscure free kick on the edge of the box. Uh, ben White heads it and then for now almost puts it in top corner. You just can't you can't mitigate for that kind of thing. You know, it's mm. you know, mm. you could be the best side, but if you give away set plays, it's you know, with a team like West Ham, they've got 
the capabilities to punish you. And I thought we, to be honest, in the second half, I don't think we gave away too many set plays. I thought we 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 defended really well in that respect. You know, there was one at the end which Partey gave away, which I didn't think was a free. There was a few today that I just there thought, was a few free kicks. There were you know, free kicks. Why have you given that as a free kick? Yeah. You know, mm. there was at least three. three or yeah. Four. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a poor refereeing performance. To be honest, it was. Like it was it. a really bad refereeing performance. Really, really bad. Really, really bad. Um, are there any other performances you want to talk about? I thought Ramsdale again solid. What's that? Eight, eight clean sheets now. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so it's like eight that. clean sheets. I mean, like, Gab- Gabriel's the main man, you know. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the captaincy stuff. But I, I think he's the main man. You know, he's he's leading, he's leading at the back, man. Mm. Um, he's been so good for us this season. Um, I think he's coming after the City game, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just been so good for us this season. Um, Unbelievable, man! He's Unbelievable. solid as fuck, man. And like, again, what's he? 22, he 23? Battle, bro. Yeah, yeah, he wants the battle, man. Yeah, and he shoved Antonio a couple of times. Was like, let's go, wow. boy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, the, the thing is with Gabriel, yeah, you just know he's not going to lose any physical battle. Yeah. <laughs> how many times have we been talking about our arsenal oh fuck man our defenders are pussies like they get they get moved to <laughs> too easily gabriel i would have loved to seen gabriel and kashoni in the same like as mm. as a defensive pairing like you know it's unfortunate that we never really got kashoni a, a top top partner um because i think gabriel and kashoni that would have been a centre-back partnership like perfect Absolutely perfect um, centre-back partnership. But, you know, props to Ben White as well, though, because Ben White, man, he's just quietly going about his business, man. Doesn't look shaky at all. Like, Ben White don't have shaky defensive moments anymore. You know, he's just... He's hella confident. I think the ball play... I think he's he's very confident confident and comfortable on the ball. The passes, I don't I don't think the long passes are, are, are juicy enough for me right now. Mm. But um, he's very confident on the ball and he's secure on the ball. And you know what? It's, 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 it makes little adjustments that allow him to get the block at the right time or get the right header. Um, it's not like he's um, like you know what, what smart what smart defenders do. He does that stuff, and um, he, he, I wouldn't say he's skating by. He's just cruising by. Like he's mm-hmm. cruising by. He's chilling. He probably ain't even watching no replays of no games. We know he doesn't like football. He don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he's like, coming, he's, he's thinking about in. what next tattoo he's gonna get, or yeah, he's po- yeah, probably what, just what color he's gonna paint his nails. Exactly, ordering some shit on Cole Buxton or Boohoo. You know, that's that's what he's doing. But when it comes to play, yeah, it could be Antonio, it could be Harry Kane. I, I, I'm gonna deal with you today. You know, that's mm. what he's, he's going about his job, man. He's doing his thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. And Tommy Asu, I thought was superb again. Um you know, he locked down um, <clears throat> Bowen. Was it no, no? Was it Bowen on the left or was it for Nows? It don't matter who's playing on that side; they're getting locked down. By yeah, the and down defender, man. you know, with in in with a team like West Ham, you know, you've always got to be cautious of like of like the aerial threat. And um, mm. having someone like Tommy Asu in the team, you don't have to worry about it really because he's going to win all these duels. You know, and um. Whenever they did, attempted to go long, you know, and break our press, Tommy Asu's just there winning the duels. We get it, we get the ball back again. You know, I thought I thought Tommy Asu, Partey, Xhaka, Gabriel, Ben White, they all did such a good job of of winning the ball back today, winning the second balls. And um it enabled us just to inflict more pressure on West Ham. Um 
And yeah, Tommy Asu, look, he's nothing special, like in any department really, but he's just a really, really solid defender. You know, he's he never very, gets very caught. competent. Very, very, very competent, man. And mm. and and he's a good ball player as well. Yeah, he's you very know, he's tidy, just, man. Yeah, he's tidy. He's tidy. You don't you just don't worry about him, innit? And and that's you know, that's listen, I I I I, I personally like more attacking fullbacks, you know. Yes, um, that's just my thing. But I don't like um, having defenders like Kalasnach who you have to worry about and aren't really defensively solid. You know, if if you aren't going to be that special going forward, at least be a tank in defence. And, you know, listen, he ticks them boxes because, um, yeah, he, he defensively he's just top, top. You know, can't, can't think of too many fullbacks better than him in the Premier League defensively. So we basically we basically gone through the whole team, man, today. <laughs> the only player the I would team. say who I was particularly disappointed with their performance was Xhaka. And and there were a couple mm. moments in this game was and then people are gonna, you know, people who love Xhaka are probably gonna be like, oh man, you guys always got to pick I think on Xhaka. Xhaka was I, I think I will be honest and you guys know it. I I, I don't mind criticizing I think he was fine and and uh, Thinking what we said as well, he played three games in that and short success, and he just come back from an injury. That game was going to be difficult. This was a dual heavy game. This was uh, quite a physical game, especially first half. I think he was fine. Is the ball playing and stuff wasn't that great from him today? He was a bit loose on some occasions. Poor man. But but I really well enough and often enough, and you know, I think I think the performance was okay because it not. It, his performance still enabled a good team performance, even though defensively. He didn't have a great. Yeah, exactly. defensively, yeah. I agree with you. I thought he won his duels. He won this, like I mentioned with the other guys as well. I thought he did that well. But my thing is, is always on the ball. I feel like he hampers us too much. You know, he wants too long. It takes him too long to recognize where the ball is. Whereas someone like Partey is head up, right? Cool. There's the ball. Boom. Smash it in. You know, Odegaard, same. With um, Xhaka, there were so many occasions tonight where I think he just outright refused to play a, a progressive pass. Yeah. He, he to say pass. That's, that's a it's, thing. But it's so annoying, man, because I, I keep looking at this midfield and yes, Partey, we've got on to him and tonight I thought he was really good, actually, Partey. I, I, it was good to see that he actually had a good game tonight. But it just it's just frustrating because I, I, I look at that midfield and I feel like that midfield could be really good if we just upgraded on Xhaka. Yeah, but you know, we know that um, we know that, right? We know that if there's a lot of room for improvement in that midfield. Like imagine Lokonga, um, um, not Lokonga, Locatelli playing tonight with Partey. Yeah, we'd win, we'd win like four, we'd have won like four or five nil tonight. Mm. I think I think there was a, a few opportunities on the break as well that I found quite frustrating. I think the crowd got into Jaka. Um, a you bit just don't want to release it, innit? Where it's like yeah, there was that that was a that was a major one where. He's just dwelling. People are running away from him, waiting for the ball, dwelling, 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 and he lost it. Then I also feel like there was opportunities where we've just now won it back, and his first instinct is to give it back to one of the centre-backs, when ideally you want another midfielder to turn on it, because he did have some time and space to do it, turn on it, spin, and play someone in behind. But, um, yeah, I I agree with that. I think he was okay. He was okay. Don't get me he wrong. Was okay. He was okay, but yeah, if I'm right. looking at where we want to be as a team, wow. he can't be the guy. He cannot be the guy. Well, we know that, but right now there's there's 
he's not going to play Lokonga. Zaka is his guy. We know that. So, mm. and, and, and in my mind, there's to some degree, there's just an acceptance to that. So, yeah, I want him to be playing better, but we had a good team performance. So I'm not going to, you know, think about Zaka too tough because nothing's going to change there. Mm. It's not going to change next month, maybe in the summer if we're lucky, but, you know, probably won't. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, look, who have we got next? We've got Leeds next, have we? Leeds away. Leeds that was a tough away. game for us last season, but Leeds are nowhere near the same team as they, they were They have a lot of injuries season. as well, right? I they've got injuries. They've won, they've won three games all season. I think they've conceded yeah. like the third... Let me check. The third most goals in the Premier League this I need, season. I need, I need my boy, my boy Saka and ESL to eat in that game, man. I need yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. The only guy like what I'm worried about with them is Rafinha, you know, and yeah. um, you know, but they've just come off the back of a seven nil Tonkin to Man City. So, I expect to win, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, listen, we it, it, these are the games we have to win, right? Because I did want to talk about it. Is our difference between home and away? You know, home we've got the joint best home record in the Premier League, level with Man City. Yeah, 22 points from nine games, seven wins, one draw, one defeat. Away from home, we're 12th, seven points from eight games. You know, like, if you want to finish in the top four, yeah, which I think should be the objective now. I really do think it should be the objective is to finish in the top four. Yeah, I agree. We need to sort this away form out because the thing is, you, you improve your away form just by a small margin, 20%. You improve it by twenty percent. We make top four this season. I'm, 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 I'm really confident to say that we make top four this season, and 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 we continue our home form. You know that that goes without saying, right? You continue your home form. You get um, you get uh. Hey, Lewis, what did that put in your Weetabix, man? What's going what do you on? Mean? Like, what optimism, <laughs> bro? Because <laughs> do you remember the pop me and you, me, you and Shan did? I changed my mind. He's he's ending this pod very differently, man. I, I, I changed I changed my mind by by the weather, mate. I changed my mind by the weather. But no, just, just, seriously, like you can't look at the, where we are positioned in the table after seventeen games and expect anything other than a a, a top four charge. Now, you know, yeah, I think we're in no, a good position. We we're positioned really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely should be aiming for that. We've got to keep in mind, though, the, the teams below us, they have games in hand. So, yeah. right now, top four is yeah. not... That's not our actual position because not all the games have been played. We haven't just played the same amount of games. And no, and what, you're what, right. Spurs have mix. got, like, three games in hand, I think. Um, United have a game in hand as well. We're in yeah. the mix. And we need to stay consistent at home and win our games at home. And, as you said, need an uptick in the, in the away form. What, what, do, you think the, what do you think the issue is game. with away... I think we just play better games away from um better teams away from home than at home. If you look at the teams that we played at home, um, North London derby, we win that at home. That's cash money. The, the players get up for it. Um, so I kind of feel like that's even though that's a big game, we usually win that. Um, then who else did we have at home? We had at home Norwich. Um, we had at home oh, Aston Villa, Watford, Newcastle, Watford. Newcastle. A lot, a lot of teams that are not that Aston good. Man. Teams that we should. Okay, West Ham was a good team tonight. Um, but teams that we should probably beat away from home as well. So, yeah, I think away from home, we've obviously we've played Liverpool, we've played uh, Man City, mm-hmm. we've played United. Man United, we've go. played Brighton, we've played, played Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. So we've played like a lot of the top ten already okay. away from home. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the thing is, I think I was doing my maths. 
start of the season, um, I said I want 14 to 15 home wins. I want eight to nine away wins, right? And I think that gets you in and around top four. That's like 70 points, right? That gets you um, with a couple draws as well, yeah? So I think I think this, this team is capable, especially given how many uh, wins we've already got at home. Eight wins, I believe now. Um, seven wins. Seven wins. So we need another seven wins at home, right? And we need another six wins. We need another six wins away from home. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, and that puts yeah. you seventy points. And I think if you get seventy points, you don't come in the top four. I think you know yeah, what? Lucky. Fair enough, right? Do you know what I mean? That means there was four four teams that got seventy plus points. That's a good year um, in the Prem. But if you get seventy, like what I don't want to see is another rubbish like 65, 63, 62 point season with one game a week. I think you have to get seventy points minimum because otherwise, for me, it's not progress. Mm. So. I think with that in mind, um, you know, with some of these easier away games coming up, we need to just put these points on the board, man, and see where we land. Mm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Um, <laughs> anyone feel brave enough to uh, put put their hat on some predictions? Oh, Has anyone revised their they're thinking of where we're going to finish this season. Anyone want to put their neck out on the line? I've already said to Leo, I think we will make top six. And I think we've got a fairly good chance of making the top four as well. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I look top eight at the start, right? I don't remember. I think I said top eight, but um, I expect us to ch- challenge for top six. Uh, I, I would slightly revise it. We should be finishing top six. Um, I always said top four is on, though. I always said I don't buy into... All these teams are stacked. All these teams are stacked. We see this every year. One team drops off. It's basically happening every year. And Leicester, um, Leicester's the team this year. And even United dropped off a bit. That's mm. why the that's why the gap is so wide open. Um, um, between um sort of the fourth and like eighth because United, if United would have been on their drop, we'd probably be fifth and just sitting for, away from them for a few points. Um, but we're not. We we they have a game in hand, fair enough. But we we are above them currently. Mm. Um. And remains to be seen if they can put a like, solid run of results together on the Ragnik. They didn't look that good against Norwich. I think it might take him a bit. Maybe we can keep collecting points and then, um, you know, moving away from them. It remains mm. to be seen. Either way, I, feel, I always felt top four was on with a manager capable and good. So if Arteta does it, then that would, that would mean he, he was capable and he did a good job, you know. Um, but... It's definitely on. Um, it's definitely on. It just remains to be seen how consistent we can be, and um, yeah, if we can be around those places. Um, but I think it's on top six. I think we will be getting. Uh, I think we look good, good enough for that. Dan, what about yourself? Yeah. yeah, I think I can see West Ham dropping off. Um, I know people saying that they're good, this, that, and the other. But I think after Christmas, after the long Christmas period, we you, you play a lot of games. Um, you go back into the Europa League later rounds. That's when the size of your squad starts to starts to tell, um, and and that's when you start feeling uh, the the extra games. And hopefully, that's when we can you know pick up points when other people are dropping. But I think looking at it, it's that group of four teams: um, Spurs, United, West Ham, Arsenal um, for for three places, um, four, fifth, and sixth. Um, I would say right now, I would say West Ham are, are going to come seventh 
will come sixth, and then Spurs United fourth. You think fifth. Spurs will finish above us? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think Conte's too. Like their squad is terrible, but they're now out of um, they're now out of Europe as well, I believe. Um, and I think Conte's too good a manager for them to, you know, mm. be that bad. I mean, they don't create much chances, do they? No, they don't. Um, or, to be fair though, the fact that Harry Kane is blanking the way that he is, um, mm. is 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 a big help. So they might not actually have enough goals um, mm. in their team. Mm-mm-mm. All right, cool. Let's call it a night. We're uh, well into the early hours of um, Thursday morning, so I hope you guys appreciate the dedication, you know, <laughs> that we're putting on here. But anyway, lads, have a have a good evening, and uh, we'll be back at the weekend, hopefully with Patreon Peace. Um, hopefully, with our third away win of the season, man, we need it. We need to keep this run going, man, because you know. Are we playing on Saturday? Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Saturday under the lights. Evening kickoff, yeah. So. <laughs> I remember that we. I think we played on a Saturday evening kickoff, maybe against Leeds last year as well, and it was just horrendous, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was terrible. Right. Pepe red card. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, um, right. have a good evening. Thank you right. to everyone joining uh, joining on with us on the live stream, and uh, big up yourselves, man. Take it easy. All right, bless. Podcast Network.